1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 271 of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast, presented by Overdrive. This is Jill. Hi, Adam. How's it going? Good. How are you?
0: I'm really, really good. I wish that the... Um, remember the Goosebumps theme song? No. The, of the TV show? No? Like no. Like, do 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 No? Okay. Well, there was a, did you ever watch the Goosebumps theme I think TV so. Show? Okay.
1: Probably. I read the book, so yeah. I probably watched the TV show.
0: Right. I was just... I wish it wasn't under copyright because I would love to use oh, that I see as the intro music for this. We do have I some see. creepy horror music that we used previously. We do. I'm not going to use the clown music again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that really only worked for the It episode. Yeah,
0: for people for new listeners, Jill and I last year when the movie It came out, we did a whole like <laughs> podcast around it, and one of us found this super creepy carnival music, and like it really hit a nerve. Like several people reached out to us, was like that is horrible. Yeah, so horrible good. in a great way. It was so good. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm great. Today's episode is a, it's not really an interview, a chat I did with our buddy Mallory O'Meara from the Reading Glasses podcast. You couldn't join me this time. I could not. Um, a while back, Jill and I went on the Reading Glasses podcast to talk to Mallory and her co-host Bria Grant all about libraries and Overdrive um, we formed kind of a friendship with them over the past like year or So it started because I, uh, my other job here is doing consumer marketing, and I paid for an ad on their web on their podcast, and then told them I was like, "By the way, we have one too. If you're interested in our co-host, like, oh my god, wait, I listen to you guys all the time." And then we became buddies, and uh, Mallory reads a ton of horror. She reads a ton of everything. She reads. She's one of those. She's like Megan in our office. Yeah, like 300 bucks a year. I
1: don't know. Ridiculous.
0: Mm. Um. But she creates – she works for, like, a development company where she creates horror movies for a living. She reads a ton of horror. And so um, last year we had Don Kertagich come on and talk about horror books. And this time I thought I would have Mallory. So she came on and knocked it out of the park. We have, like – there's, like, 15 book recommendations in this episode. She came prepared with lists of, like, super creepy ones and less, like, just kind of spooky ones. People who get scared really easily. That's when to do it. Yeah. And she had short story collections, like – it was wonderful. Uh, she absolutely destroyed it. It was great. Everything is in the show notes, of course. and something else is in the show notes is information about her book because she has a book coming out in March, which we talk about first because I want to I'm really excited about it and I'll, you'll hear about it when you listen to the episode. but super cool. I jokingly told her I was like, this is just my way to like ingratiate my myself just a little bit more into her and her mm-hmm. boyfriend's life because they seem like the coolest people ever. So um, if you want to get a hold of us. How can they do that?
1: Then go go to our website, professionalbooknerds.com. There you can find all of our links to social. We are on Twitter and Instagram at ProBookNerds. You can email us at professionalbooknerds at com, And you can join our Viber community yes. where you can chat about books.
0: Yes, you can. Um, and I do want to point out, as Mallory has, um, in the past, I've heard her talk about this when she talks about horror. Like She reads Stephen King, but she is a big proponent of, like, there's more stuff out there than yes. Stephen King. So you'll notice in, like, literally the 15 different books that she recommends that are in the show notes, not one of them is Stephen King, which is...
1: No, that's good. She's right. There's yeah. more than just Stephen King.
0: Well, I was even, to, this morning, I was sending you messages in our office because I'm trying to find an audiobook that's available that I can listen to that's a horror book, and I was trying to debate if I should listen to a Stephen King now or not. And um Yeah, so it was just very on point because, like, as I was scrolling through, it was, like, Stephen King book, different book. Stephen King book, like, every other one was Stephen King.
1: Maybe one day he'll be on the podcast.
0: The man is prolific. Um, Anything else you think people should know about? I don't think so. All right, cool. I hope you guys enjoy this chat with Mallory O'Meara from the Reading Glasses podcast on the Professional Book Nerds podcast. (laughs) Hey everyone, it's Adam again, and I am really, really jazzed about today's episode. Joining me today is Mallory Omira, who is the co-host of actually my favorite book podcast, and I say that as a co-host of a book podcast. Uh, she's the co-host with Brea Grant of Reading Glasses, which I check out every single week. It comes out on Thursdays, and I actually know for a fact this episode will be on a Thursday, so after you listen to this, go listen to Reading Glasses as well. Um... They Mallory has a book that's coming out next year, and she also is kind of the person that I always look at recommendations for when it comes to horror books. And it's October, so that's what we're gonna do. So first off, Mallory, thank you for joining us today.
2: Adam, thank you so much for having me. I get so excited because, like you said, uh, Reading Glasses is a podcast meet for Thursdays, so it's one of those awesome things where we at Reading Glasses love professional book nerds so much. So whenever I on Thursdays, go check to make sure the reading glasses episode downloaded fine. I can just roll right into listening to your show. So it works out very nicely for
0: me. <laughs> I literally do the exact same thing. I'm like, all right, freak out, panic, make sure that ours loaded, and then, ooh, new reading glasses. Perfect. Like, that's so funny to me. <laughs>
2: I no, we love it. It's a great, really good uh, podcast book community we've
0: got going on. I, yeah, it's actually, I feel like I, without ever, have, I have not yet met you or Bria in person, but I feel like I am like good buddies with you guys entirely through our little bookish podcast, you know, social media and hanging out on podcasts. So that was always my favorite thing. But um, speaking of books, you have one coming out next year. So you want to tell everyone all about it because I'm real psyched for it.
2: I am very excited to tell you all about it. I am so pumped about this book. It comes out March 5th next year, 2019, for Women's History Month, and it's called The Lady from the Black Lagoon. Uh, and so The Lady from the Black Lagoon is basically Julia and, Julie and Julia for Monsters. It is a biography of the life and work of a woman named Melissa Patrick, and she designed The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, She was also one of Disney's first female animators. She's the only woman in history to create one of Hollywood's classic movie monsters. And the reason why she is the only woman in history is because after she created The Creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, the guy who ran the monster shop at Universal was so jealous of her and the attention that she was getting that he blacklisted her and fired her, and she never worked at Universal ever again, and she disappeared, and nobody knew what happened to her for 60 years. No one has, um, there have been women who've worked in the field since, but there are just not enough women working there, and me, as a uh, my day job is I make horror movies, and when I was a teenager, I found out about her, and she's just my absol- been my absolute hero um, for the longest time, and I realized that I wanted to tell her story and find out, go on a journey to find out what happened to her. And I ended up uncovering her entire life. And it's such a, like her her life is so amazing and crazy. And she did so much more than people could ever even imagine. So it's my journey to find her. And also my work, working in the same industry as she does, she did and uh, how things have changed and how things have very sadly have not.
0: Uh, I, I have, you have no way of knowing this because I have never told you, but I also am just a massive classic horror like movie and the the monsters. I'm a massive, massive fan of them. My wife and I have actually a couple of um, pieces of art by uh, Nicholas Delort, and they're like um, they're they're like they're basically ink drawings of of the the various monsters. So we have uh, Frankenstein, Dracula, and the Creature from the Black Lagoon. And so when I saw that you were writing this book. I like squealed out loud I'm so excited to read this.
2: Oh my gosh I'm so excited. I did not know that and now all I want to do is talk to you about monster
0: stuff. I'm so excited <laughs> Listen, I'm totally fine we can get derailed. I'm totally fine with that. Um, before I asking you about horror stuff though I'm really like because you were you wanted to do like a deep dive into her life and figure out you know what it was all about her like where did you go to find this information because I know that there isn't like a super... Uh, in-depth dive like you created here. Like, where? Did, how did you find that information?
2: It was. It took me almost two years of privately investigating her life, and a figuring out how to be a private investigator, <laughs> and b just trying everything. I went all over California. I went to some really crazy places, including uh, the Mormon archives, really? which there's a whole chapter about me going to to meet the Mormons, which is very funny and very. <laughs> fascinating because it's just there's there's just so many places that I had to look because there's no there's no resources about her at all and there's nothing I mean I'm I I had to become the world expert on Millicent Patrick and it took me a really long time uh, thanks to the library system in California shout out to uh, the Los Angeles Public Library I was able to find some things and find resources to find more resources and it was just me trying everything, you know. That's why Google, Google can only help you so far. After a certain <laughs> point, you really need to go to the library.
0: <laughs> Man, Mallory, great library plug! I wasn't even expecting you to do that. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> uh,
2: it's true, though. Seriously, I don't know what I would would have done without the library. I mean, it's so easy nowadays to think that you can just like, oh, I'll just Google things. I'll just look stuff up, <laughs> up online, and. If you don't know where you're going and what direction to go in and what you're looking for, you're just completely lost in a sea of information.
0: (laughs) That is completely true. Okay, so I want everyone to know, everyone who's listening, if you are a librarian, Mallory's book, The Lady from the Black Lagoon, is in our marketplace right now for you guys to go pre-order. And I know for a fact, because I did this, if you're a listener who's a reader, which I know the majority of you guys are, go to your library's Overdrive website and search for Mallory O'Meara and you can... Uh, you can request that the libraries add it to their collection as well. And the more recommendations they get, the more copies that they will purchase. So help Mallory out. She's awesome, and and she's taking time to talk with us today. So, um, okay, good. I plugged. Did I plug it enough, or should I keep plugging? Yeah. No,
2: this is great. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, okay, perfect. Okay, so the other reason I had you on is you are, like, the – like. You're the person who whose books I look for when it comes to horror recommendations. So it's October; it's spooky month. Talk to yeah. I literally don't have like questions or anything for you. I'm just gonna basically let you talk about some of your favorite horror books. You can talk about a couple of them. You can talk about fifty of them. I will just let you go.
2: I I am here. I am ready. And I've actually split this up into two different categories. Because over on Reading Glasses, we get a lot of fan mail from people that are like, I want to read horror books, but I don't want to have to stick it in the fridge overnight because I'm too scared. I don't want to sleep with the lights on. So I have uh, split it up into two lists that are like horror books that are definitely scary and will freak you out, but they're completely amazing. And then horror books that are amazing, but just spooky. They're not scary. They're totally safe. You don't have to worry about these. the this, this second list, but I'll start with the first ones. Uh, the first book is, uh, I feel like I should get 10 cents from Paul Tremblay's publisher every time I talk about this book, because it's one of my favorites, and I, I mention it all the time. Uh, it's Paul Tremblay's Head Full of Ghosts, mm-hmm. and it is, it's like a feminist possession story slash family drama, and it is... It's sort of inspired by Shirley Jackson's We Have Always Lived in the Castle, which is my favorite Shirley Jackson book. Mm -hmm. It is so scary. I read this book in one sitting and slept with the lights on with my head under the covers. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so compelling. It is so, so, so good. Uh, And also, uh, there's a book called The Red Tree by Caitlin Kiernan, which I don't often see on horror lists. And I feel like people should read more, uh, read it more often. It's so good. It's so scary. It's a very classic, like, writer goes to stay in a house mm-hmm. that's sort of in the middle of nowhere. And there's something weird about the house. Uh-huh. It's definitely one of those bit books that when you're reading it, you're like, oh, no, don't go there. Why are you <laughs> going there? Why are you go? Why don't you go? just go stay in a hotel like normal writers? Why are you going to a house in the middle of nowhere? But it is so scary and a little bit weird. It's a little bit surreal. So if you're not into that, skip this one. But if you are good with weirdness, The Red Tree by Caitlin Kierman, I recommend it all day. And uh, also with when it comes to haunted houses, I just read this horror classic that I love. It's called um, The Elementals by Michael McDowell. Uh-huh. And it's the first book I've read in a while that really, really scared the pants off of me. <laughs> it's hard to scare me. I, I am on like Fear level ten because I read horror so often. This really freaked me out. I was like putting, filing my cats around me while I was getting ready to sleep to make sure they could
0: protect me from any ghosts. Oh, oh man, sorry, I'm giggling. I'm like literally. I feel like I like peek behind the curtain. This is actually. I'm. I brought you on our podcast so that I can make my own list of, of books that I'm going to read. But this is so so good. Before you go to another one, I have a question for you. Um, you were talking about Paul Tre- Paul Tremblay and then the red tree and the you know kind of having a cabiny feel. Did you read Paul Tremblay's new one, The Cabin at the End of the World?
2: Oh, I loved it so much. I got I I got very was very very lucky that uh, I got a copy before it came out, and it as as soon as I read it, I knew it was going to be one of my favorite books of the year. I love Cabin at the End of the World so much. It is it's one of those interesting horror books where it's. Uh, it's scary, but I, it's not a, for me, it's not a Halloween book because it's more uh, apocalypse end of the world kind of horror, mm-hmm. not spooky, ghosty, vampiry, that sort of horror. But it is so terrifying. It's like a home invasion mixed with post-apocalyptic, apocalyptic stuff which is a bit... Home Invasion stuff it creeps me out so badly. So, and Paul, I just think, is one of the best writers we have writing today. So, highly, highly... If you if you read Head Full of Ghosts and you love it, mm-hmm. please pick up his other book, Happened at the End of the World. Came out this year, and it is fantastic.
0: Yeah, I, the thing that, like, is so creepy about it to me is I the thing I'm most afraid of always is like not knowing why something is happening to me. Like it's one thing to have something happen to me. It's another thing to not fully understand why it's happening. It's like, um, in that movie, the strangers, when the, that home invasion movie and the, the family's like, why are you doing this? And the people are just like, because you were home and it's just like a, a no. Oh my, oh my God. Well, yeah. Oh my God. I totally
2: understand what you mean. It's yeah. so horrible. Yeah. So like the whole time
0: in the, for, when I was reading cabinet the, of the world, I was like, why are you doing this? What the hell is going on? So yeah, it's, it is very, like, skin-crawling, unnerving situation. So I, I had to ask before we, we got too far away from those. So I will I will shut up again and let you keep going. Uh,
2: and then I, I pulled a couple of uh, short story collections for people who are interested in horror but in smaller chunks so they can take a break and take a breather in between. Uh, one of my favorites is Ghost Summer by Tanana Reeve Douay. It is, it's split into a couple different sections, so there's a section that's all ghost stories, down south, uh, very, very creepy, and then there's a few apocalypse ones, there's a great zombie one, there's some vampire ones, so it's a really, really, it's like a Halloween buffet, you <laughs> can sort of just like choose all the, whatever Halloween subject you want to check out, it's really well written. Uh, and then there is another great uh, collection that's a little bit more literary. It's called Revenge by Yoko Agawa. Mm-hmm. And it's a really, really interesting short story collection. It's all – it's not – it's definitely creepy. It's not straight up scary. It's more – It's. it's just a little – Uh, there's not like a bunch of vampires and ghosts and stuff. It's more serial killers and people being creepy. Mm -hmm. But each short story collection bleeds into the next one where like a minor character and one short story will be the main character in the next one. And it was the first short story collection I ever read that was like that. And it's so, it gives you such a fascinating reading experience and it makes it extra creepy for Mm -hmm. some reason. Yeah. Because everything is sort of connected. So I really, really love that one. Uh, And then I pulled up A few of my not scary ones, Uh for those who are already listening to this episode and they're like, you know, they've thrown their iPhone in the freezer and they're (laughs) terrified. (laughs) Uh, One of my favorites is uh, White is for Witching by Helen Mm Oyeyemi, and it's such a cool Haunted House story because the Haunted House is one of the characters, so you get to explore that really cool Haunted House trope, but it's not scary just a little bit spooky and because you get the point of view one of the some of the chapters are from the point of view of the house i mean if you are interested in that trope but you're you don't want to read something that's too scary this is so perfect for Uh you and it's helen oyemi is just one of the most beautiful writers so the the writing is fantastic and it's really compelling and interesting uh also a new book from this year 2018 release undead girl gang by lily anderson Uh and this, this is a ya book and it's so much fun. It's not scary. It's just, like, super spooky fun. It's about this teen girl, and her best friend dies. Uh, also, fast forward a few seconds, This trigger warning for suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone in the town thinks her best friend has killed herself, but she knows that that's not right. And her and her best friend used to practice Wicca and uh, try to be witches, and her the main character, she never really believed in any of it. She just did it to hang out with her best friend, mm-hmm. but she really misses her best friend, and what she tries to do is resurrect her best friend doing a spe- like using a spell that she finds in this old spell book, and things don't go as planned. <laughs> Shocker! <laughs> teen, gir- teen girls work in spell books never a good recipe, mm-hmm. and it is really fun. It's like you know there's, there's undead, there's zombies, there's witches, there's magic. It's mm-hmm. perfect Halloween, non-scary fun. And also my other favorite non-scary Halloween recommendation: uh, the Halloween Tree by Ray Bradbury. Oh. Super classic so much fun. It's very, very short. It's middle grade. Uh, Depending on what version uh, of the book you get, there are so many great illustrations in it. Great to read to your kids. Great to, I mean, all all ages, great Halloween book. There's also an amazing animated movie they made at some point in time. Mm -hmm. I don't remember when. I remember watching it (laughs) as a kid, but it is so much fun and so cute and just, like, you're totally safe with all these three recommendations. Uh, You don't have to worry.
0: Those... Wow, you are a machine. That was amazing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love talking about books. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: you and me both. Uh, have you ever read anything by Don Kertagich?
2: No. Okay.
0: All right. I you're gonna enjoy these. So th- she's written two books so far. They're both YA. Uh, one of them is called The Dead House, and um, that one is I was thinking about it because you're talking about a, a friend who you know committed suicide, and things like that. There is there's these two girls and uh, one of them is dead and one of them is not. And they're in the school. And, like, they're basically writing letters back and forth to each other. And it's, it's like, they're at a boarding school and it's super creepy. And everyone is, re- like, it's you can't tell who's alive, who's dead, what's going on. And, like, it just is super, super creepy. But then her second book is called And the Trees Crept In. And it is, like, a haunted house m- book where these siblings go to the haunted house and it's they don't know that it's haunted. It's their, you know, I believe it's their aunt's house and just all these things start happening. And it reminds me so much of Shirley Jackson and it's all these, you don't know if which re- which narrator is unreliable and which one is reliable. And it, it stayed with me for like six months and she came on our podcast. She was one of the first authors I ever interviewed. And like she's this woman from Wales. Who's just like, she lives basically in like a castle in the woods. Like she literally has a life where I'm like, you actually live in a haunted house and you write about these things but it's oh god, so amazing. so 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 good and i feel like it's right up your alley and i would start with and the trees crept in because it's oh my god it's it reminds me of we've always lived in the castle very very much so i think you'd really like it
2: I am I do as we're talking I'm literally putting both of these on my TBR list because they both look amazing and yeah. I need to have them right now.
0: And <laughs> and she's one of I feel like anytime you meet horror authors she's. I met her in person a long time ago to to do an interview, and we were in Orlando, and like she comes up to me, and all I want to go- tell her is how much she kept me up at night, and how like haunted my brain was from her work. And she gives me this huge hug, and she couldn't have been nicer. And I'm like, how are you the person who's writing this truly, truly terrifying stuff? And I feel like that's every horror author—they're just super nice and bubbly and outgoing. And I'm like, this doesn't match at all, but.
2: Yeah. That's because the horror authors get all their creepy stuff out on the page. They're like <laughs> the nicest people ever.
0: Oh, that is absolutely true. Okay, um, I actually I wanted to ask you because I was curious. Do you remember like the first book that it sort of made you like really passionate about reading horror?
2: Yes. Uh, so when I was a kid, my mother had the. Do you remember the the anthology movie creep show? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, it was uh, directed by George Romero mm-hmm. and written by Stephen King. And they made a graphic novel to go along with it. And it was super cool, like amazing. And I just had, was going through my mother's bookcase when I was a kid. Cause I just was doing that thing that we all did where, we're, you know, you read all your library books and you're just going through the house to find more things to read. <laughs> and it definitely stuck out amongst all my mother's books that were just like normal mom books. Uh, and it was this like weird looking comic book, and I started reading it, and it scared me so badly. But at the same time, it was the first time a book had affected me so strongly, mm-hmm. and I could not stop thinking about it. Like the you know the crate and the like all like that was the first one with the monster in this box, and it scared me so bad. And I was so <laughs> convinced that this giant monster was under my bed, and even though I slept under the covers that night. I could not again I couldn't stop thinking about it and I was like wow I want more of this and I just started looking for monster books and that just started me off and I've been addicted to horror ever since.
0: While you were saying that I looked it up on Overdrive and we have this graphic novel that I did not know existed and I am as soon as we get off the phone I'm going to read this because this looks phenomenal oh my god.
2: Oh my god, it's so much fun! It's so, and the art is really cool. If, ever, if anyone is listening and they have seen the movie, or even if you have never seen the movie, please check this out. It is so cool. I don't. I haven't seen a, a, a physical copy of it in a really long time. I think it's sort of a collector's thing, but.
0: Please check this out. It is so fun. Oh, that's amazing. And then, okay, last question for you. So what are, is there, and I'm not going to say what one book are you going to read during October? Because anyone who follows you along (laughs) knows you read, like, a book a day. Um, But, like, is there a horror book that you're most looking forward to reading as we inch closer to Halloween?
2: Oh, yes. I have a very large st- – every year I pull out a big stack of books for uh, All Hallows Read, which is something that Neil Gaiman does, mm-hmm. and I just want to – all I want to do is read horror books all October, so I just sort of take the reins off, and there's a few that I'm excited about, but one of them is uh, – that I'll talk about is This uh, This Body's Not Big Enough for the Both of Us mm-hmm. by Edgar Cantaro. Uh, and last year, I was a, I, I read everything he's ever written. He wrote The Supernatural Enhancements, and he also wrote uh, the hit book last year, Metal and Kids. So good. Which is sort of like Scooby-Doo meets It. Yeah. And this new book that he has is about this private investigator, but it's one private investigator, one body, but there's... the. Tw- like twin the twins live inside of the body uh-huh. they each they share the private investigators may each share this body and it's them trying to solve these supernatural mysteries using this one body <laughs> and i have not started it yet but it looks amazing i love everything he's ever written it's not super long, so I think I'm just going to inhale it. and I'm really yeah. pumped about it.
0: And for what it's worth, the cover looks super awesome. It looks really, really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, they always
2: give him these really cool, like, neon-colored yeah. covers, and this one is no different. Uh, I,
0: I think meddling kids might be the the one thing that I have recommended the most over the past year to my coworkers. It's so, so good. Um Oh, my God, it's so good. Mallory, where can people find you if they want to follow along or listen in or any of that good stuff?
2: Uh, You can find me on almost every social media platform at Mallory O'Mara on Instagram and Twitter. You can check out Reading Glasses on the same. Just Google Reading Glasses. We're on iTunes, Instagram, Twitter. We have a great Facebook group. If you want to check out my book, just Google The Lady from the Black Lagoon. You can, like you said, check it out at the library. It's available for pre-order. And I'm not sure when but so hopefully soon we're gonna do a big cover reveal Mm -hmm. so you could like you can see the i I cannot wait to show everybody the cover for this book it is for all the monster nerds out there it is so cool and i'm nerding out over it so hard
0: oh man i'm so so excited i in all honesty if i didn't have a book podcast i would listen to your guys's relentlessly anyway i literally tell people when they ask me about book podcasts i talk about your guys's before i talk about mine so I love getting to talk to you, and I love that because of our book podcast, I've gotten to find a way to weasel my way into your life just a little bit. So, Mallory, thank you for joining (laughs) us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace.